Welcome back. We're into the second hour of the run home with Joel and Fletcher. Sock and Missile today. If you missed the first hour, you can always catch up on the podcast on Apple and Spotify. And if you did miss anything, it was mostly eSports sock. That was the big talking topic for the first hour. We got both sides of the argument. We've got a million texts with Mm. different suggestions for Mm. sports, but... You've got one, have you? Yeah, well, this okay. is, well you you just put a shout-out to see what sports should be included uh, potentially in the games. We've got one here from Cobb. If taking days off from hosting a radio show was a sport, Fletch and Sugar would be like <laughs> Thorpe and Hackett. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Our very very good. own dream team. Yeah. Uh, catch us on socials, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at Joel and Fletch SEN. Today's prize for our best caller, you win tickets for you and three mates to the Golden Eagle at Rose Hill Gardens on Saturday, 4th of November. You can buy your own tickets at theracers.com.au or give us a call or text 1300 01 736 You'll also enter the draw to win a weekly golf box prize pack. Uh, still to come today, Sock, we've got uh, the Moon Man, Lawrence Mooney, uh, Ronald McDonald House, CEO Simone Daha, and Sportsbet's Shawnee Omerod. Uh, but now I want to talk a little bit of football. It's an NRL news update. Subscribe to SEN League on YouTube and the SEN podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. All right, Sock, this is breaking news. It looks like, according to Michael Chemers on the sydneymorningherald.com.au, that the Chooks are set to lock in Young Gun, that is Siwa Wong. Roosters are on the verge of a massive pre-November 1st coup, re-signing CY Wong to a two-year extension. The 20-year-old has agreed to terms on an 850,000 two-year extension to keep him at the Tricolors until the end of 2026. So what's that? 425 a year for young CY Wong. It's a good, good pay packet. Yeah, he's a, I think he's going to be a, one of those superstars of the game. So, And the Roosters like to be able to lock those players in and, and down. Not as heavy as the Manly Seagulls, but we'll get to that a little bit later there, Miss I've got some news on Hakeem the Dream Olakawatu. Okay. I'll tease it before we move into our next Uh, The Melbourne Storm have done a media release regarding Ryan Pappenhausen. Here it is. Melbourne Storm wishes to clarify media reports regarding Ryan Pappenhausen. At no stage has any Storm official made contact with another club directly or via a third party regarding an early release of Pappenhausen from his contract. Other than one text message, the club has not been contacted for comment or clarification on the matter. On that one occasion, the journalist was told unequivocally that the story was factually untrue. Pappenhausen is a Melbourne Storm person. He is loved by his teammates, coaches and staff and adored by Storm members and fans across the country. We look forward to seeing him on on the track when he resumes training in December. I love the uh, the PR uh, Melbourne Storm PR machine. You know, thank goodness that they've come out and front footed it. How many times do you see that in certain clubs where that will get out and they let it perpetuate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. get out and front foot it and say no, he's ours. We love him. He's a big part of what we're doing here, and this is just lies. Yeah, love it. A myth. It's mm. a myth. Uh, the Knights are said to be in the mix for Josh Adokar. They're the latest club to be in the mix. Uh, Newcastle have expressed interest in securing Adokar as they continue to search for a replacement for Dom Young. Adokar has two years left on his contract at the Bulldogs. However, yesterday there were reports that the Eels were interested in a potential Ryan Madison for Adokar swap. 
However, Eels officials insisted on Wednesday they were not shopping Madison, who has three years left on his deal. The West Tigers are also monitoring Adokar's situation. Mm. Thoughts? Yeah, missile. Bulldog fan. I think potentially some clubs have seen blood in the water with what happened with the Koori knockout and then the social media post straight off the back mm. of that. Adokar's found himself in oh, a little bit of strife. You know, the, mm. I'm sure the Bulldogs weren't happy with how that unfolded, but they've maybe thought here's an opportunity and let's see if we can, I guess, exploit this opportunity. Um, do I think the Bulldogs are shopping him? No, I don't. But for what the Bulldogs need for the balance of their club, for their squad, would an Addo car for Ryan Madison swap make sense? I think it yeah, would. Huge. I think it would. They've just re-signed young Blake Wilson. Uh, Jacob Kiraz re-signed, so there's two wingers. Mm. Uh, they've got uh, Gerald Skelton in reserve grade, who is a star, a future star, I believe. Um, so they've got depth and quality in the wing position. So it would make sense for the Bulldogs. Uh, he'd be on a big contract at Okar, probably sixes, I'd say, which is big for a, a winner. For a winger. Yeah. What would be your first priority? Like, let's say it's happening, like the wheels are in motion, a team wants at Okar. What would be the position or area that you want to consolidate by giving up at Okar? Uh, there'd be three options, either a big front Middle. roller, so a Saifidi from yep. the Knights. Oh, yeah. Use the Knights. Yeah. A Saifidi from the Knights, uh, a seven, which the Knights up Hastings because they've got Cogger there. Would you do that one? Yep. If you were the dogs? Yep. Or a uh, lock. Um, so that would be for the Knights, I guess it would be Adam Elliott. Leo Thompson. Yeah. Leo Thompson, who's playing for New Zealand. Yep. Yep. Um, for example, for the Eels, I'd go a... Ryan Madison, um, what props would they have available? I mean, you'd do a Campbell Gillard, but I'm sure they wouldn't. Um, like a Werra McGreg yeah. is really good. Um, and then a halfback, like, then, yeah, they're never going to swap Mitch Moses. But that's that's the three positions the Bulldogs need. As I said, there's very few positions within that squad where we're flush for options. Wing, for some reason, has ended up being one of those. So I'd be happy to bring in a big-name player in one of those other three positions to swap um, at Okar. But in saying that, you know, he's become the face of the club. It would be a big hit for sponsorship, TV coverage. You know, he does all the apparel and stuff. He's great with fans. So it would have to be a really, um, really big-name player, I think. I can think of three. I'd say Saifidi. Hastings. Hastings or Madison. Outside of that, put your checkbooks away, teams. No oh. deal. All right. Oh. Seagulls sock. Do you want to take this one? Well, I'll tell you who's not putting away their uh, checkbook, and it's the Manly Seagulls, as reported by the Daily Telegraph. The Seagulls have tabled an eight-year offer to Hakeem Olakawatu worth about $850,000 a season. Decent. The contract length matches the club's longest ever deal, which was given – Skipper Daly Cherry Evans. Olakowatu is not off contract until the end of 2025. Seagulls do believe that other clubs were preparing or are preparing deals worth more than 900000 a season. The extension will take Olakowatu through to the end of 2031, where he'll be 33. 
That's a huge deal. Face of the franchise. Yeah, eight fifty. Do I think that's worth it? Yes. Absolutely. And as a player, you're signing that in a heartbeat, aren't you? Eight years, the longevity you've got. You're just setting up everything that you need to set up in that amount of time, I would have thought. Do they need to do eight years? I I don't think any club ever needs to do eight, but if there are other clubs, the way it would have panned out is that, you know, you might have got another club maybe offering closer to a mil for a shorter contract. You say, look, we can't offer that, but we can give you the extra one or two years. And it pans out to be eight. Do you think you're getting your best football from him in those eight years? Absolutely. Could he be the face of the franchise? Yes, I think mm. his fo- best football is still ahead of him. Um, he's amazing on that right edge. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's, he's got great agility, you know. He's got power. He's got speed. Um, I think that would be a, a really big and good signing for the Seagulls. The Seagulls are a very top-heavy roster, aren't they? Yeah. Well, it's, well, I mean, you say that, but it's like how do you – well, you, I mean, you look at the players that they've got, I guess, and you'd be just guessing around ballpark. We well, go Tom, doing. bitter over – if you averaged out Tom and Jake, that'd be a mil. Cherry Mill. Um now Ola Kawatu, eight fifty, Josh Schuster, eight hundred. Yeah. There's probably half your cap. Yeah, that's it. So I mean there's a lot of guys, I guess, around that who are filling in spots yeah. Ruben well, Corey, for a couple Corey of Corey Waddell was just announced. Yes, so that's yours, been announced. Yeah, yeah, I did yep. know that. So he has been announced. Great. Yep. So he's moving so to you the So you knew that was I did, I did, yeah. yeah. But, I, you know, I've got to keep it. Don't get paid enough here per hour to give away that sort of <laughs> dream team stuff, mate. You could have uh, the title. Would you like the title? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I'd like it. Chief Breaking. NRL. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know about two players. Sock uh, and Corey Waddell and Jed Cartwright. Whatever they're doing, I'll know generally before. Yeah. The sock bag. That's where it's like we can see it at the back of the SEN.com. Yeah. Website. Uh, other signing news. This was announced on the Bulldogs social media a couple of hours ago. Josh Curran has signed with the Bulldogs. Um, unwanted by the Warriors, which I thought was a, a little surprising. Um, I quite like that. I think given the rumoured surgery and um, injuries for Carl Oluwapu, I think Curran could be a good 13, actually. Definitely a spot on the bench, but um, potentially potentially uh, at the 13. I don't mind it. Uh, NRL on the box in the US. Uh, the ARL Commission Chair, Peter Volandis, has opened talks with Fox Sports in America to have at least one NRL game beamed direct like into it. American homes each week. Would, would that just be like a game of the week on replay or a live? No, live. Because they already Which have be what, in the American, their morning time. Morning, yeah, would it be morning? If yeah, you did yeah. It? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because or, when or we watch, it when... would be huge financially exposure for the game. You know, I, I, I mean, there's different schools of thought. People think we're wasting our time in the US. I think this is a part of a bigger push. I did ask, you know, what was the overall arching end game of going over there and having these games? Mm. Is it just mm. a bit of a flash in the pan? Where you're trying to embed yourself over there with with the game, you're not ever going to compete. But can, is there a space for it? This would be ideal. Live yeah. game in the morning. I don't know about you, but I love getting up, putting the ESPN on. If I've got a day off on the Tuesday and watching the Monday night game live in the US. I do the Sunday morning UFC, which is Saturday night. Yeah, US. Yeah, and you've got the three p.m. Let's say like we don't know which game it is sure. by the report, but yeah. you'd and and this might even work using the 3 p.m. Saturday game, which yep. will go in Friday night on the West Coast. Mm. 
So you're hitting California, Washington, Oregon, you know, which part of America do you think big? Who would who would be the rugby league fans? I reckon you want to go south. Yeah. I reckon you want Texas, Alabama, Louisiana. I reckon they're your rugby league people. And and you want Nevada too. I think your San Francisco crowd are rugby league Mm, fans. Yeah. Well, there's a there's a big NFL fandom in California over Mm. all the cities. You've got Nevada, which holds Reno and Vegas, where you can gamble, and that's where they're clearly wanting to get some exposure. Yeah. I think those West Coast states is prime, but sports fans over there, there's, you know, the population's so much bigger than Australia. You think if you can just get that game on TV on a channel like Fox Sports 1, that you'll be able to get thousands of viewers to start watching the game. They can start punting on it because of the new regulations or relatively new regulations over in the US with sports betting. So yep. I think it's great they'd be able to get one of those games, maybe 3 p.m. Saturday or 2 p.m. Sunday. You know what uh, Valenius has got to do for this game in Vegas? So Travis Kelsey has a podcast with his brother. I found mm. out about this yesterday yep. on Breakfast, and they were speaking about rugby league on the podcast. And Travis Kelsey said, I really want to watch a game. Um, I love it. I love the brutality of it. I think it's the toughest sport in the world. I really want to watch a game. Travis Kelsey to Vegas in the crowd. Taylor Swift. Guess who comes with him? Suddenly, who's at the NRL? All the Taylor fans. Swift. Jason Kelsey. Oh. Jason Kelsey. Yeah, his brother. <laughs> there it is. There's, you know, a couple of hundred million eyeballs on the NRL. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. If I'm over there. So at the moment, Abdo and Volandis are over in Washington uh, before the Vegas trip to promote the double header. So are Joel's there. Is he part of the enclave? <laughs> Tell you what, he, he is a big get an invite, but I think he's trying to White House, slide. White you House know, with Philandis on the lawn, you know, yeah, and be, Bono too. Big fan of Joel White House. is always about theories, and that would be a theory right back at him, wouldn't it? We yeah. know why you're over there. Joel. Yeah, he loves a conspiracy theory. <laughs> so we can hit him with that when he gets back. So the whole Vegas promotion uh, is to promote, obviously, the game, um, but you know, you can sell it, and then the idea is to try and push it forward. So having one game a week. In Fox, so it can be shown on Fox One. I mean, that would be unbelievable. And it's a five-year plan. It's a five-year deal they've got in Vegas, right? So this isn't just a, you know, big up what we're doing on March 2. This is going to be for 25, 26, 27, 28. So every year they're going to start building it. If they can get one game on now, maybe by the time the fifth year um, comes around, they've got two or three games going on to Fox Sports 1, then who knows? Could be a little TV deal going on. Maybe yep. they start a streaming service, NRL Plus, or whatever it might be, where they've got Watch NRL at the moment, which is run through Fox. Mm. And who knows? This is where they can really expand out. You're seeing a lot of leagues do that. And it's I think it's a really good thing that the NRL is doing this. Because, you, yes, you need to look after grassroots, but you need to also spend some money on other endeavors, other areas, and see, like, if they like their contact sport. NFL is the biggest TV sport in America. Mm. And if people, if they get a small percentage of that getting around the NRL, who knows? You know what I keep thinking about this expansion is the NRL should either buy out or take over, however it happens, International Rugby League. So there's only one governing body for all rugby league in the world. And that becomes a product and they can take internationals whenever, wherever and whenever they want. They can pay those players whatever they want. Because when you look at a sport like, so 
cage fighting became a sport, right? Yep. And one cage fighting uh, company took over everything. And now we, we don't even call it MMA. We just call it UFC because it was one organization that had control over it to do whatever they wanted. Mm. Anytime NRL has to like the, the international game has to be a huge part of our expansion, but the international game seems so slow at changing and they seem quite poorly run and at times underfunded. Even look at the scheduling of this specific championship scope. Mm. Uh, Sock. We've got, We've got uh, Australia playing New Zealand this week, and yes. then they're going to play again next week. Yes. Like it doesn't take a genius to know that it was going to be Australia and New Zealand that would be in that final. Yep. And then in the other half of the draw, we've got Fiji and PNG playing this week. Who's playing next week? Fiji and PNG Fiji. again. Yeah. Just the, the, the international game seems so amateur. I think the NRL should just take over the entire sport. Yeah. But that this is the first year of that, and yes, they – Luai's injury, a lot of the Samoan team that played in the final did not play. So, yeah, I see where you're coming from, Miss Ole, but they've got to build this. This is the thing. I think dead rubbers, it's great that New Zealand are putting their 17 from the previous week in this game and showing how important it is to represent your country. If they went rat's ass and the other 13 of the squad started – and that's when you, you'd you be saying, well, why are we doing this tournament if New Zealand are just throwing the uh, the B-side in? Mm. You know, it, it is showing about how important the jersey is and then going, all right, we didn't get the scheduling right. Maybe we need the fourth team. Remember, they pulled this all together once the CBA got signed off and, so, mm. and Tonga had already negotiated a three-test series with England. So I think there's definitely potential in what they're doing. But, yeah, they need to work on the scheduling. So every game, there's something involved. I like it. You've been sitting in that chair, you know, all of an hour and a half. You're starting to sound like sugar now. You've got all these theories <laughs> and conspiracies. I love it. All right. We better get to a break here on the run home with Sock and Missile.